Yo, yo, yo. Welcome to my podcast. This is more Corsair Hoops More Than a Game podcast. On this podcast, we're going to keep it real. We are going to keep it real. We're going to talk basketball, and we're most likely going to talk shit about your favorite player, and we're going to praise your favorite player. If you're balling, you're balling. If you're not, you're not. So, therefore, all the fans, the stands, and everybody that has a favorite player and he could do no wrong, I'm telling you early, if you're going to listen to this podcast, take the stick at your ass and get ready to listen to some great basketball knowledge, okay? Now, there's a lot been going on in the basketball world and the NBA so far. It seems as if this is a reality show, right? We have dynasties crumbling before our eyes. We have Hall of Fame players being told to retire. We have um, players outscoring their teams and still losing games and so on and so on. And we're going to tackle a couple of these things. All I need is 30 minutes of your time. I am not going to talk that much to you. I am not going to waste your time. I'm not going to babble too much. I'm going to make some basketball logical sense to you. And if you enjoyed this, of course, like, comment, subscribe. You can send us DMs, send me messages, letting me know, um, challenging the thoughts, challenging things that I'm saying. I am always welcome for a good debate. But let me tell you, know what you're talking about. You're not coming at me with no nonsense because I'm going to tell you you're bullshitting around. Let's get right into it. The Warriors slumping. Everybody's happy about this. Clap, clap. Everybody's happy the Warriors slumping. You know, for the past, what, three years, four years, has been Cavs and Warriors. So we've been seeing this dominance from Golden State for the past four years. And like everything that happens in life, all good things must come to an end. The Warriors are slumping. Winners, losers, losers of three straight, the, the, um, the Texas road trip, they lost all three games. And, and they lost all three games um, besides the Rockets game. They could have won the Spurs game, could have won the Mavs game. But the energy is sucked out of the team. Steve Kerr said, um, we're, we're finally getting a taste of the real NBA. You know, when they went 73-9, and nine, they lost to the Cavs. The next following year, they got Kevin Durant. And, of course, we knew they won the championship for the past two years. So this team hasn't faced any turmoil. But the problem is this, though. It's not the lack. It's not the playing that got the team playing bad. It's the chemistry. It's the issues within the locker room. The issues outside of basketball. And Draymond Green words are still lingering. Imagine this. Imagine you, you, you are playing basketball for the team. You're the finals MVP. You come to this team because a person on the team, Draymond Green, lost to LeBron James, went to his car, cried about losing. Okay, whatever. But cried to you about how bad it felt to lose and how he wants you to come to a team to win championships. You come to that team. You fulfill your promises. You take a hit on your name. Whereas... I don't care what nobody else say as long as my teammates love me. And then a teammate that called you to come there tells you we won without you. We don't need you. And that's what you've been hearing for the past three years anyway. Let me tell you something. It's a difference hearing it from a 12-year-old typing on Instagram. Someone that never played basketball before. It's even different hearing it from different opponents that you play in. But when you hear it from your teammate, the one that you that you sacrifice blood, sweat, and tears for, that shit hurts. That hurts. That hurts. And Kevin Durant 
is affected by that. And the Warriors are affected by that. This team is slumping right now. Draymond Green, who's out with a toe sprain, the MVP of the league before he got hurt, Stephen Curry, is out for 10, 10 days, for five games. There's no telling when he comes back, but he needs to hurry up and come back. And it's not because Kevin Durant isn't good, because the Warriors aren't good right now. Not only is he not playing good, Clay Thompson isn't playing good. They're not getting no points from the bitch productivity. The heart and soul of the team is gone, which is Draymond and Stephen Curry. But when the player on your team that you that they cried to get you here tell you that they don't need you, it takes the morale of the team down. We are looking at the end of the dynasty. No matter what happens, whether this team win a championship or not, they would not be the same team on and on. They're going to win the championship because of talent. They're going to win the championship because they have a top 10 player who has yet to suit up and play yet. So, you know, once they get past the BS and, and all-star games and everything else going on, and this team lock in and focus in on the one goal, which is to win the championship, which is a team goal, but also individual goals, they are going to be fine. But we are watching the end of the dynasty crumble before our eyes. The Lakers crumble. The difference, they, and they crumble with confrontation and conflict. The Bulls crumbled. The Bulls didn't, dynasty didn't stop because... Of, of they were defeated, they lost because of organization um, um, conflict. Winning does not fulfill everything. And at some point, when you're winning too much, you look for other things to keep you happy in. Right now, the Warriors need something to keep them happy. Another thing that, that, that happened throughout the last couple weeks or the last time that I was able to talk to you guys is the, the surfacing question whether Carmelo Anthony should retire. And to be honest with you, if you would have asked me this at the beginning of the season, I told you you was smoking crack out here or something. You tripping. But now, it's 50-50. Because if Carmelo Anthony isn't playing for a team that's, that's competing for playoffs or competing for a championship in some form or fashion, what is he in the league for? For veteran leadership? So he's going to go to a team like the Hawks who traded him? Um, to the Rockets, who let him go for the Rockets to go sign with the Rockets? You're going to go sign with the Nets? Are you going to go sign with... Well, what is, He's going to go with a team that doesn't have any playoff hopes just to get his numbers up? What, what's the purpose of doing that? If Carmelo Anthony can't go to a playoff team, maybe he should consider retirement after the lead. It's hard for me to say that, but maybe he should. The Sixers, the Miami Heat, the Memphis Grizzlies, are all teams that can use a player like Carmelo Anthony come off their bench and score. It's just a sad situation that he's been blackballed out of the lead. Mike D'Antoni, who Carmelo got fired in New York. Why would he bring Carmelo Anthony to the Houston Rockets in the first place? Makes you question that. Why would he bring somebody that got him fired? Unless you're thinking some kind of sort of revenge. I want you guys to go on YouTube and listen to Stephon Marbury. Um insight on Mike D'Antoni, how he blackballed him, and it's similar to what he did with Carmelo. Ten games in, you're telling me that Carmelo Anthony's not a good fit. Now, we knew the Rockets were going to start winning games eventually. They're winning right now, but we knew they were going to start winning eventually. This is the NBA. They have the best players on their team. Just like we know the Lakers are going to start winning eventually. But to put the fault and blame on a team's slow start within 10 games when you had Chris Paul who was suspended for games, you had James Harden who missed games, and now you're blaming Carmelo Anthony for that? 
What has Mike D'Antoni done? Steve Nash was MVP. Had a great team in the Western Conference. Got to the Western Conference Finals. Went to New York. Got to the playoffs. He ain't won shit. Mike D'Antoni hasn't done anything to be able to be so... To, 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 to have the authority to blackball a potential, to, not a potential, a, sh, a for sure Hall of Fame player like that, man. If this was Greg Popovich, I'd be like, okay. I understand, okay, maybe he is just a coach killer. This is Steve Kerr, okay. You know, maybe he just, maybe he, he, he just can't, maybe the game has changed and Melo needs it. But we talk about Mike D'Antoni. Who sucked as a Lakers coach? Sucked. Sucked. If we're going to be honest. Ran my man Kobe to the ground. I just hate to see what's going on with Carmelo Anthony. I'm a big Melo fan. Been a big Melo fan since his since Syracuse days. And it's sad to see that he's being treated as if that he does not have game left. And you cannot sit there and tell me that there's um, everybody on your NBA roster, even on those playoff teams, are better than Carmelo Anthony. I'm not trying to hear it. Now, if we talk about players that needs to be forced out of organizations, it's Kimba Walker. If you missed it, Kimba Walker scored 60 points. Outscored his team on fewer shots. And I'm not saying the Charlotte Hornets are bad because I like some of the players. I like Miles Bridges, Cody Zeller, um, you know, Tony Parker is there, of course, Nicholas Batum. These guys don't suck. The Charlotte Hornets don't suck as a team. We're just not going to be able to appreciate Kimball Walker greatness because he plays for the Charlotte Hornets. You tell me when the last time you heard a free agent had Charlotte Hornets as their one of their um, preferred destinations. Unheard of. Motherfuckers don't want to go to Charlotte. Excuse my language. Players don't want to go to Charlotte. Kimball Walker needs to be out of Charlotte for us to be able to identify and recognize how good this man really is. This man is a potential Hall of Famer, guys. I'm telling you. He scores the ball with the best of them. He's very efficient, and he's game in and game out playing his hardest. You talk about underappreciated. Kimball Walker is the definition of underappreciation in the NBA right now. Guess how much Kimball Walker is getting paid? $11 million. Okay, he signed under contract at a time where the NBA was a little bit different. Contracts are different since then. I understand that. He's 114 best paid player. Like the fifth most paid player on his team. You think that's going to last the same? Jordan's going to throw Kimball Walker the max contract, super max contract. And it's up to Kimball Walker to say, I want money or I want winning. Because some people confuse loyalty with money. Because this team offers you the most money and they choose it, they say, okay, he's loyal. No, he chose the bag. Like you would choose the bag. Let's be honest.
I want Kimball Walker out of Charlotte. I need to see him on a playoff team. There's a, a bunch of teams that can use Kimball Walker and his talents. And, and, and there's no reason why this man should not be in the playoffs year in and year out of his career. And it's going to be tough for him to make it while he's in Charlotte. Just don't see it happening. Period. Just don't see it happening. We need we need new new sense of direction. We need Kimba to switch it up. Period. Kimba, if you're listening to me, man, and I know you love Charlotte. I know you love the fans. Carolina is a great um, basketball um, city. It's fun. But look, you're not winning shit in Charlotte, and you need to leave. Period. Let's talk about rookies of the year right now. I slept on Luka Doncic, I admit. I thought DeAndre Aiden was going to run with it. This rookie class hasn't started as, as good as last year's rookie class, but they're just as good. And their players um, are, are just as good as across the board. But boy, 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 that Luka Doncic, man. He's smooth. He's smooth. He doesn't, he has a pace about himself. Doesn't rush his pace. He makes the he makes the the the, the great basketball play 80% of the time. He's a great passer. His jump shot is 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 kind of consistent. It's inconsistent, consistent, which means that the form is consistent. The shooting percentages are not consistent, but that's going to change once this game slows down for him. The Dallas Mavericks got them one. Boy, they got them one. Luka Doncic is a special player. So 19 years old, the youngest teenager scored the most points for a teenager in the first 15 games. Now, we have seen LeBron James, Kobe Bryant, Kevin Garnett. We can go on and on how many 18, 19 year olds we have seen coming to this league that are Hall of Famers. And for him to have a record. In this NBA, with those names that have come into the NBA in the first 15 games, that's, some, that's very impressive. That's very impressive. I don't care what nobody say. I don't care if they say the rules have changed. I don't care if they say Kobe was on the bench his first 15 games. I don't care if whatever they say was a different league. I don't care. That is very impressive for someone to come overseas, not an American basketball player, to come overseas, which, which they're always told that, the physicality of the game is going to be different. Come over, come into the States, into the NBA, and put up buckets like this boy Luca is doing. He's putting up buckets. I like DeAndre Aiden. I like Trey Young. I like Marvin Bagley. I like Jared Jackson. I like Wendell Carter. I like Colin Sexton. But none of them, none of them, are having a better season so far than Luka Doncic. And none of them are impacting the team as, be as great as Luka Doncic. And out of all those teams um, that, that we just mentioned, besides the Kings, of course, who's playing great basketball, surprisingly, the Dallas Mavericks are better than every other rookie. Me, I'm better than any other rookie team that is playing right now. Luka Doncic is going to be a special player. I look forward to watching him play. More and more and more, way more coming to the season. This boy is going to be balling. Now, 
surprises so far through the first 15, 16 games of the season. If I'm, if I'm going to be honest, the most surprising team to me has been the Memphis Grizzlies. The Memphis Grizzlies are winning games against great teams, still playing Memphis Grizzlies basketball. But Mike Conley would not be left out the All-Star game this year. No, no. No, no. No, no. Mike Conley's numbers are up. The Memphis Grizzlies are winning. He's actually right now playing like, a, like, like one of the top um, 12, 13 players in the Western Conference right now. It's, if, it's very hard for you to name 13 players in the Western Conference right now more deserving of Mike, of, 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 of Mike Conley being in an All-Star game. You can't name it. If Clay Thompson doesn't score 52 points, he's not even worth even mentioning an All-Star this season. Draymond Green, yeah, he won't make it. Russell Westbrook, who will make it, and he will come back and do what he do. But as of right now, I'm going to take Russell Westbrook over Mike Conley in the All-Star game. Marcus Saul, Mike Conley, and the Memphis Grizzlies are the sleepers in the Western Conference. And let me tell you something, they are one of the best defensive teams in the Western Conference. They still are holding opponents nearly, uh, only scoring um, a, a little bit above 100 points. They have, they have held teams under 100 points the most in the NBA. They're still doing Grizz Nation um, defense and still playing hardcore basketball. Period. Don't sleep on the Memphis Grizzlies, man. The Memphis Grizzlies are here. Now, I want to be honest with you guys about something. LeBron James' MVP chances has increased over, the, over this past week. We had Giannis. We had Stephen Curry, we had Kawhi Leonard, we have all these things, but LeBron James, what he has done this week, statistically, is just unbelievable. His man is year 16, he's putting up 44 points, 51 points, and he's not doing it where it's like the, the shooting percentages are horrible, because we know, of course, LeBron James is not going to shoot horrible percentages game in and game out. Come on now, let's be honest, how many games LeBron, bad games LeBron James has had, we can count on our hands statistically. But it's, it's fluent, it's flawless, it's beautiful basketball to watch. It's beautiful basketball to watch. Um, it's a level of appreciation you get when you see somebody prepare themselves for 16 years mentally, physically, and spiritually to come into a high organization like the Lakers and put on a show. LeBron James is putting on a show. And his chances of winning the MVP is going up, especially since Stephen Curry absence. And to be honest with you, LeBron James probably be third or fourth in my MVP race right now. Let's stop sleeping on the king. Let's stop nitpicking him. Okay, yeah, he missed games and free throws lines. He got to do better. All right, he does. Let's stop nitpicking him, though. Let's stop, let's, 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 let's stop holding what he doesn't do well and, 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 and ignoring what he does so well that we want to magnify the things that he do bad because we don't want to give him props for the things that he do good. LeBron James is one hell of a basketball player. And LeBron James is going to be one of the, is, when it's all said and done, it's going to be maybe second on the NBA all-time scoring list, maybe first. And we need to start appreciating this man's game because there's not too many people like him. The final, the final topic I want to talk about today I want to talk about the Wizards breakup.
The Washington Wizards wasn't able to take advantage of a weak schedule they had. Now they're 5 and 11, sitting towards the bottom of the East. Not at the bottom, but, you know, I think they're like third from the bottom, fourth from the bottom. They shouldn't be the bottom in the first place. With John Wall and Bradley Bell on your team, you shouldn't be in the bottom of the East in the first place. Washington. Now the next six games are against playoff teams. You got the Clippers, the Pelicans, the Thunder, I believe. This is going to be tough for Washington. And to be honest, this next six games is going to make or break Washington. If the Washington Wizards in these next six games do not come up and win at least three of these games, their playoff hopes are done. The morale of the team is done. Start calling coaches. Start calling GMs. And see what you can get for John Wall or Bradley Bell and rebuild. Hopefully you can get Zion or, or Bobo or something. Because that John Wall and Bradley Bell shit is done if these guys in these next six games don't go at least three and three. Mark my words, guys. Scott Brooks will be fired. John Wall or Bradley Bell will be traded. And the truth will come out. That what true basketball fans have been knowing the whole time. Bradley Bell and John Wall don't like each other. It's impossible for this team to be playing, for those two guys to be playing together for so long and lack chemistry issues. LeBron James with the Lakers is a chemistry issue. Carmelo Anthony with the Houston Rockets, quote unquote, chemistry issue. Jimmy Butler in Minnesota, chemistry issue. What do all those guys have in common? They only spent one year with that team. Not six. Not seven. After six and seven years, if Bradley, Ball and John, if Bradley Bell and John Wall do not get along together, they're not going to get along. How long are we going to force this marriage? How long are we going to work on this marriage? It's non-existent. The love is gone. The thrill is gone. Break it up. Send it home, Washington. These next six games, if the Wizards do not win at least three of these games, split it up. Break it up. It is what it is. Every team has to go through it. Every team has to have it. It is what it is. Now, that's the end of, our, uh, our, our, of my podcast, More Than a Game. First episode, of course, as this thing go on and grow, we're going to be better. We're going to do better. We're going to bring you visual. We're going to bring you all type of graphics and things that's going to make this stand out. But I just want to give you guys something to hold on to because I know you're tired of hearing the same old sports, basketball shit, day in and day out. So we want to give you something un unedited, uncut, and raw as if that you were talking to a conversation with someone. And that's what we're going to bring here more than the game. Let God continue to be God in your life. If you're stressed out about something, realize that life is just too precious to be stuck on it. 
It's okay to be feeling. It's okay to be in your feelings about something. Just don't be stuck on it. Get past it. Get better than it. Become greater than it. This your boy Corsair Ron coming at you full of flesh and effect. I'll see you guys till next time. Continue to watch basketball. Look out for some of the things that we were talking about today. And be blessed. Peace.